0: This podcast is brought to you by The Ridge Wallet. The Ridge Wallet is a minimalist front pocket wallet that manages to compress a lot of carrying necessities into a stack not that much bigger
1: than your credit cards themselves. What have you crammed into your rich wallets this week, guys? I'm gonna be be shoving in a lot of packets of vitamin C powder and putting them in everything. And I hope they don't get like like crumpled up and rocky. I don't want rocky powder when I'm going through the airport checkpoints.
2: Between my fat stacks and my gym membership card, I've been putting passport-sized photos of my two favorite friends in the world, Matt and George. Oh wait, what? Wait, how did you get my
0: oh. photo? What, what's,
1: what's going on here? Never you mind. No, this is, no, this is camp fly. No, this is creepy. If you'd like to support the podcast, then please follow the links below and check the Ridge wallet out. Ridge is offering 10% off your first order with free worldwide shipping. <laughs> Ridge is offering 10% off your first order with free worldwide shipping if you go to RidgeWallet.com slash DAS. (laughs) You still kept it in. Once again, that's RidgeWallet.com slash DAS. And once again, thank you for sponsoring the show.
2: Thank you to everyone who listens to Dad and Sons and checks out Ridge Wallets. Thank you for supporting the podcast. To your weekly pow-wow with your dad and your sons. Who's the dad? Who's the sons?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't fucking know. But I can tell you what thing. As always, I'm joined by my two delightful co-hosts. One in the form of soon-to-be-Japan-bound Mr. George Weedman. Hello. Jealous. And of course, as always, it's the bring sunshine into our lives.
0: Oh, Oh. oh. oh.
2: The guy who...
0: I love so dearly. Is that a racist joke? Is that... Sun, sunshine?
2: How, I, I'm here pouring my heart out <laughs> to you.
0: <laughs> I was just trying to get
2: you. <laughs> Damn it. i tell you what, though. It's funny you say that, Matt, because one of the best comments we had was about your uh, Ridge Wallet's introduction last week. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And I listened back to it, and I couldn't stop laughing for about ten minutes. It was...
1: <laughs> I, I played that to a friend who giggled like a baby at that joke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, of course, we have the, the, the wonderful Mr. Matt Visual. Oh,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, audience.
2: Welcome to Dead and Sons. Here we talk about all manner of things. Where shall we start, boys? What have we been up to this week? I went to packs. Packs unplugged for for my job what makes it
0: unplugged because nothing's plugged there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i expected it's all board games it's all board games
2: oh. Oh. it's all board games how was that
0: uh it was it was fun um i got to meet some some people uh met some D people uh oh man so many figurines for D. that's great uh you got was Key Forge was there you got some Warhammer stuff. All sorts of stuff was there.
1: Uh, it was fun. Are are, are are those things still, like, really expensive? Well, which ones? The the pewter figurines for Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Darn.
0: Well, I mean, you could get, like, a box set, like, two armies for, like, 150 and it's, like, a big old box set. What? And you could, like, split it with somebody. There's cheaper ones, too.
1: Fuck. Oh, yeah. I bet that's how the kids do it. They split it they up. They split it up.
2: I have, like... Dipped in it, I used to be so hardcore into Warhammer 40k when I was <laughs> when I was younger, and that hobby is so expensive. Like you could become like a professional golfer for the price it costs to collect Warhammer. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: but you learn some good skills along the way, like like craftsmanship yeah. and painting, and and, and I... how to
2: be a general of an army.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that game, it's like, oh, time to bring out the rulers and, and everything. Like, they sit there. If you ever see them play, they have like rulers on hand. Yeah. It's, it's nuts.
2: Because you got to know how, how, how many uh, inches you can move a unit and stuff like that. It's, it, it used to have like the big, what was it, the Codex, the big Warhammer 40K Codex, which was like a thousand page rule book about how to play the game. Wow. And then each individual army would have their own Codex, which would be their own individual rules.
1: It's mental. When I was a kid, I was really into a tabletop Lord of the Rings game put out by Games Workshop that kind of worked sort of off of Warhammer rules. I I I played it with a friend once, but I still had good ass fun for like six months just painting and building sets. Yeah,
2: (laughs) so I was super into the Lord of the Rings ones as well because I love the Lord of the Rings films. Really. I never, play, I never got to play a game. Because no one remembers that. It was very short-lived. Yeah, it was like around 2001, wasn't it? Like it just kicked off mm-hmm. maybe around when two Towers came out and then they had this big thing. I remember. Because I used to collect White Dwarf. Uh, White Dwarf is the magazine for Games Workshop. And like it would always have, obviously, you'd have Warhammer 40K that would dominate it as well as Warhammer. And then you'd have all the other stuff which would be like um, Blood Bowl and the... I forget what they called this the like war the space warships one they had gothic battle fleet or something and then the, I always remember for like maybe two years the back of White Dwarf would have maybe like a 30 page sort of brief
1: magazine at the back of it for Lord of the Rings collectors it's good shit what's, what's the name of the magazine White Dwarf was that describing you at the time <laughs> I was I was always a little bit taller than a dwarf. Oh god. I was really hope hoping for a for for life to imitate art there.
0: Yeah. Liam, you're talking about Space
2: Marines? Yeah. Oh okay, cuz you said gothic. No, like the so Games Workshop obviously have like Warhammer 40K. So that's like Space Marines and uh and oh, okay. Tyranids and Tau and all that nonsense. But they always had like spin-off sets not not mm. spin-off sets but spin-off games that have their own rules for example one of the biggest ones is obviously blood uh, blood bowl which is like the American football uh,
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, made one yeah
2: and they've obviously made video games like that but they had another one that was really popular at the time I think it was called Gothic Battlefleet and it was like basically like these giant uh, models of like gothic spaceships wow it was really cool yeah <laughs> I, they looked super cool at the time, I don't know, like, I think they made a video game out
1: of it. Emo spaceships. I
2: think they made a video game out of it.
1: Uh, I th- I know there's a few video games inspired... Yeah, no, no, there was a Blood Bowl game, an official one, in 2013 or 14, I want to say. There, there was, was two, two I think. He gotta see, yeah. M- Mutant League Football kinda, kinda capitalized on that ahead of time.
2: Yeah. Well, some of the stuff Games Workshop do is pretty cool, just so fucking expensive. And now
0: they got a card game. They got War- Warhammer Champions. Yeah,
2: which um, Matt, you you know a little bit about.
0: Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do.
2: Inform the masses of what this card game is. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! no. <laughs> is
1: that a conflict of interest? I'm not working. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is play right now. I'm enjoying myself. Is it a good game though? Yeah, it's fun. It- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, no, don't try to... You, you're trying to
2: get me to talk about it. No,
0: I'm not talking
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get, like, the PAX unplugged mat to come out. No, no, no. That's that's work,
0: Matt. That's, uh, you know, that's long gone. It's time for rest. I dodged the PAX pox, and, <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. Very, very happy about that. So I
2: mean, to be fair, you only just came off the plane, so there is still time. Oh my God. No, 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 I don't, I don't feel
1: it. Because, you, you know, like like, not sleeping well makes your immune system a little a little worse off. A little shittier. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta you gotta make up for it. I mean you'd know all about that, George. I, I do, do the first time in my life I was able to dodge Conflu was at Magfest last year and I only drank like vitamin C water for that whole weekend. Like that was I'm pretty sure I drank more of that than water. Oh, I woke up early every morning and had like a green smoothie some healthy
0: <laughs> vegan breakfast every morning, <laughs> every some, morning. some
1: some some immuno boosting superfood yes some superfood man i made sure some some real because if i got bitter. if i got
0: sick then i was like you know what i tried <laughs> i tried everything is yeah. fine yeah i don't oh even know if that God. vitamin c trick works maybe it's a mind thing it's like we mm-hmm. think it works so mm-hmm. therefore our body <laughs> it makes it Ooh, which work which is I don't still know. just as good i guess yeah <laughs> i mean if it works i, I want to talk about air mattresses okay why do they exist <laughs> <laughs> why do they exist they don't work they don't they shit i have here i'm sitting on it right now an air mattress that inflates by itself you know you just turn a little knob you uh-huh. plug it in, turn a little knob and, and boom it's done but it, it just keeps going down every hour. Am I that big? <laughs> like, what is going on with air mattresses? Is it brand new? Yes. Really? Straight
1: straight from the Wally world, man. You got to get a return on. Oh, it's a Walmart air mattress. Maybe that's mm. your problem. My, oh, my God. Where
0: else do you get air mattresses from? From the Internet?
2: Airmattresses.com. mattresses.com. <laughs>
1: Do you have an air mattress dealer, George? I don't know. I I remember buying an air mattress and sleeping on it in my mom's house for a weekend and it being not great, but okay. I mean, it didn't deflate by the hour, but it did deflate by the day.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. I would have rather that. Oh,
1: yeah. No, it was
0: not bad. I would have rather that. This one is garbage. This one is uh, not like sleeping on a cloud or anything. I might as well have been sleeping on the floor. How
1: bad this thing was. In in the grand Japanese tradition... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jeez yeah. Louise, I'm going to be like... Sleeping on the floor. I'm going to be spending... I want to say like... You're going to be sleeping on the floor, George. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of sleeping on the floor. I'm going to be sleeping in an airport one night. That's not going to be good for my immune system at all. There's a six over six hour layover and it doesn't seem worth oh. it to go to a hotel for that, even though it's in the middle of the night. Um... 6 hours isn't too, no, too bad. No, it's not I've too bad. I've done that.
0: What you do is that you find a place to to like a like a, <laughs> a bar stool table thing and then you just yeah. kind of lay your head down. It doesn't work, but you get some type of rest. Like
1: you know what I'm planning? <laughs> find a small little nook. You know what I'm planning on doing for that 6 hour stretch? Get jackets too. It's oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Traveling in December. What are you planning on doing for the six-hour stretch? Uh, making an outline for our very special one-year anniversary episode for the following week afterwards, which is gonna be that Matt doesn't have any idea oh, about. Oh my yeah. god, it's gonna be so good though. What? What? What's oh that yeah. Doing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So so <laughs> so so
2: Matt Matt, don't worry. You have like a you have like a hundred message Discord uh, channel to go back to, and then we're oh. just building oh the god.
1: anticipation for the <laughs> listeners here it's yeah we, we, we got a hilarious <laughs> we got a hilarious gimmicky bullshit episode coming up <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy but god damn i'm gonna be spending <laughs> i want to say like at least a quarter of my waking life over the next week just on trains or airports or airplanes for the next week and that's I really hope I don't get some horrible super flu. I mean, don't bring that shit to me. I'll try my darndest. I'll try. I am
2: not being sick over Christmas because I met you. Mm. it's something about
0: being sick that's just like, man, what a waste of freaking time. You just sit here and just yeah, feel Fuck. useless. Oh
2: man, yeah, I
0: hate it. Like I, when I was young, it's like, yeah, I'm sick, I get to play games. Now it's just like, yo. I got stuff to do. I have to take unpaid vacation
2: and like stay at home? Oh
0: Yeah, no. No, never.
2: (laughs) Never. I'd rather work. (laughs) To be to be like I am very lucky and I'm I'm touching wood so fucking hard right now. I've never been seriously
1: touching wood? Excuse me.
2: Seriously, I've never been sick I've never been seriously sick in my existence before, but like my first year in Japan, I got influenza
1: Yeah, I bet the subways. You 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 know why they wear the masks. I might be wearing the masks on this trip. Yeah. But I got I got flu and it was the type B or whatever it is oh. and it was like the
2: proper nasty one. I was out for a whole week. I never had that in my life before. I was so fucking sick and I hated Every
1: single second of it. I couldn't even even turn on the light. It hurt my head so much. Holy shit, guess guess what happened to me after last week's episode. (laughs) You... (laughs) Got the flu. I, I had a cold during last week's episode. It was not a bad one, but enough, I guess, to make my voice sound visibly, or audibly, nasally. Nasally. After the episode went up, about 24 hours later, my mom called me and told me to be taking some vitamins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did she listen to the show? I guess so. I have to think about that now. <laughs> I have to. Oh, it's too late. Hi, George's mom. It's way mom. too late, George. No!
2: <laughs> We're 51 episodes in. I hope, I hope you listen to all 51 of them. Oh, my heard God. And bully your son.
1: <laughs> uh, please don't uh, comment on, on, on the show underneath the episode title, Mom, I Still Love You, though. <laughs> you're, you're a son today, George. You're, you're a son. Is that the episode title, Mom, I Still Love You? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god, I'm gonna be like the worst mama's baby boy after that, if I pull that shit. I guess we'll decide as the episode goes on. Um, which would necessitate talking about more fun stuff. Uh uh besides influenza, traveling flu, air mattresses not inflating properly, after work trips to, to gaming conventions. <gasps> what do we have this fun? I've I've done fun stuff, but I, I don't I don't wanna like hog it again. I mean, I got my one big one that people are requesting, and I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that one until... Are you making a video about that shit, though? Uh, actually, right now, I don't have plans to, so much as I have plans to just talk about it a lot during the uh, end-of-the-year video. God, I feel like the audience.
0: I feel like I'm not a part of this podcast right now. Hey, you guys are having, like, secret conversations. What's going on? What's going on? Include me.
1: That's because someone is, like, asleep. Uh-huh. Well, that's the time zone logistics. It's like a fact of nature, right? I don't... Uh, yeah. uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Yeah, 7 o'clock my time, 10 o'clock George's time. Midnight Liam's time. (laughs) (laughs) I can
2: can tell you the only game I've played, because I've been hella busy this week, Mm -hmm. is more Pokemon.
1: Jeez.
2: But, I won't press on too much, but I'm starting to like it. Jeez. Is it Stockholm Syndrome? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's an okay but not great game. I... <laughs> there, uh, there is one thing I like about it, and I kind of uh, talked about it a little bit last week. And I think they expected that a lot of people, mo- the majority of people are. I think Aaron Hansen, eager after, tweeted the same thing. He was playing similar to me. A lot of people are, are going to be catching lots and lots and lots of Pokemon, which means all your Pokemon level up quite a lot. But I'm not doing that. Once I have, like, one of something, I don't need any more. So I just bypass all the other Pokemon. And because you can see what Pokemon there are in the field, you don't need to walk around in the long grass for hours Mm -hmm. uh, trying to randomly encounter a battle with a Pokemon you don't have. You can visibly see right in front of you what Pokemon are there and if you have them or you don't have them. If not, you just walk past them and carry on. So what I've really liked is because of that, all of my Pokemon are, like normal level they're the same level as trainers so for example I'm sitting around level 40 now and all the trainers are like level 39, 40 in that area and it's it's not a challenge but it actually requires me to use my brain a little bit and use like type advantages and status effects. Stuff that I've never had to do in Pokemon before because it's always been like, this is my highest level Pokemon. I'm just going to press A on Thunder for the next like 10 hours and just get through the game until I get towards the end level. But now it's like I go up against a trainer and it's like, well, I have to use type advantage and I have to use status effects and stuff like that because we're the same level. It's really enjoyable.
1: You know, one thing I noticed when playing emulated Pokemon games on a big screen is that the pressing A forever really doesn't work as well when you're like sitting on a couch in front of a TV versus when you're. Walking around in the world yeah, with a portable.
2: I started playing I started playing this game on the TV because it was nice and visually pleasing, but then obviously the motion controls were shit. <laughs> so they pushed me to use the handheld, and I've just I've just played like fifteen hours now in handheld just like I would with other Pokemon games. It's really nice. I was on a bus to Kyoto over the weekend and I played Pokemon for four hours on the bus.
1: It was real good. I like hearing that they're a little more detailed with the combat mechanics though, because I imagine we're gonna see some some um, core base mechanics like change significantly for that switch over to a more more seated experience versus the portable one
2: um, I don't know if they'll do that but I'm just I'm just happy that my experience is not as uh, not as standard as usual like the way you can play the game is to catch loads and loads of Pokemon and then your Pokemon will be highly over leveled like usual like you would any other Pokemon game but by just choosing to play the way I naturally would want to play, which is once I've got one of every Pokemon, I don't need to catch another, it means that I'm playing uh, at a pretty steady pace and I'm not insanely over-leveled, making it too easy. So it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm just kind of holding out because Super Smash Bros. comes out by the time this podcast goes live, so I'm pretty much just like, yeah. well, that's going to take up all my time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Next week, we... Uh... Oh man, we're gonna have to decide. Oh man, oh man, that's gonna change things for a gimmicky bullshit formula, come to think of it.
2: I mean I
1: mean <laughs> you know. Well, my big topic that I wanted to get into was Hitman 2, which I did start playing by the podcast Hit me, last man. week. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it actually. Uh, I was I was going to talk about it last week, but but didn't get around to it. Played more over the uh, the week. Clarified some misconceptions I almost dropped last week. Thing is, it's really weird how this game includes the episodes from the first game. If you... Or previous game, I that's guess. That's so good! Yeah, well, that's the thing. The thing is, if you own the first game, and I imagine very, very soon we'll start seeing some combo deals pop up that'll be really good. If you don't own Hitman 1... Well, okay... I'm trying to think of what, like, the more default state of loading up Hitman 2 is like. Because if you have Hitman 2 and a copy of Hitman 1 registered Hitman 2016, I mean, and the names are also confusing, uh, registered to the same account you have your Hitman 2 code on, then you get, you launch open the game and you see a level select screen with all the stuff from the first game, but your saves and your progress don't carry over. If you have Hitman 2 but not Hitman 1, the only levels you see on the level select screen are just going to be Hitman 2 levels. So the the redundancy now is that if you want to get into these games you might as well start with 2 if there there's no reason to start with 1 if you're genuinely expecting to do the whole package and don't care about saving a little bit of money oh, the thing is this is actually yeah.
0: another hitman game i thought you were talking about an older hitman game i, I know, did not know this
1: existed <laughs> yeah hitman yeah. 2 came out in like 2002 right right Ooh. Yeah, I thought you were just playing an old game. The more appropriate title is Hitman Season 2, because uh. you can tell that this was intended to be a very, very straight continuation of what they were going for with Hitman 2016. It's it's another pack of levels tacked onto it. I'm wondering why the hell your saves and your progress couldn't transfer over, because I'm assuming that a lot of the tech in the game engine is the same. But, um, yeah, but would you want it to carry over? Like, what do you get? Oh, oh, no, there are significant unlockables, like different starting points, different weapons you can start out with, different uh, outfits you can start out with. Like your progress basically depends on basically determines whether or not you can hide up in a tower at the top of the map with a silent sniper rifle and assassinate people that way. Because that's only for the that's only for
2: season one missions, though, right? Like you couldn't do that for the season
1: two stuff no no you can you- the season two has like the same full suite of, of unlockables as season one this all the features are there it's really impressive actually they changed publishers and also changed release models like uh, it's it's so weird to think about um because hitman 2 does not have the episodic releases that hitman 1 did hitman hitman 1 fuck hitman 2016 i mean man, the human race is going to have to figure out how to name sequels beyond number yeah. four and five. Because this is... Yeah. Let, let me let me actually get to the good stuff they retain their level of quality despite the incredible differences in how these this version of hitman is released compared to the previous season despite the naming the level of quality is still there apparently they didn't have the budget for facial animation and lip sync so you'll see these cool ass high quality cutscenes zooming from cool ass looking looking ar- ar- architecture and, and characters with cool ass music in the background cool ass dialogue of cool ass voice acting talking about some complicated conspiracy involving the A- agency the militia the providence defectors and 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 it'll be swooping between characters who are like statues who are just kind of looking at each other while dialogue plays but um once you're actually in the game the production values are incredibly polished if not more so than the first episode the thing that's so reassuring to me is that they knew where to spend their money and how to mitigate the problems that that this game evidently had releasing because Oh, God, these new levels are freaking great. They are so freaking great. Uh, they they really um, nail the childish mischief of, of sneaking around being a voyeur and also pretending to be someone else. It absolutely positively nails a, a certain style of humor that is unique to video games in which a very straight-faced, serious presentation suddenly turns into the Three Stooges as soon as the player starts pressing buttons. Hmm. It's... It's got this wonderful deadpan sense of humor. The levels are wonderfully complicated clockwork pieces of sand of stealth sandboxing that are just as big and complicated as they were in the previous game. Like, like I was really impressed at the Sapienza level, how it's this complicated, uh, mansion with, with, with mafioso guarding certain points with different levels of, um, of, of guard security to sneak through with a secret underground laboratory in the basement. But outside of that mansion is the entire town of Sapienza. Sapienza that the, um, uh, uh, a lot of the extra contract missions. Oh my God, they're drilling again. Anyways, um, yeah, there's another deal like that going on in in Hitman 2016 where where a a drug lord's mansion in Colombia has a whole freaking town around it that you can explore. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I actually think it's a little bigger and a little more detailed with a little more going on than the Sapienza analog from Hitman 2016. I I am incredibly impressed at the size of this thing, the complexity of this thing, the elegance of this thing, the quality, the polish, the personality, the humor of this thing. I I'm I'm I want to say I'm 75% through and I think it might actually be my my game of the year candidate so far. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that it's, I guess it makes sense because it it ties into my tastes, right? It's it's uh, it's a sneaking game with a silly sense of humor and like a, a campy fun aesthetic.
2: Hmm. I mean, it has all the trappings of a camp stealth action game, which we know is your Kryptonite. Mm, absolutely.
1: Oh. <laughs> humor I, and I, stealth. I, I, I am I am so glad that this thing is out. Metal Gear Hitman. I am so glad that they were able to keep it going cuz cause, cause you can tell they had some bright ideas in store for how to how to keep Hitman 2016 going through some fun new levels and I I feel like we we very narrowly averted a disaster that, that would have seen what might very well end up being my game of the year for this year not come out at all. And I don't in a weird way, I wonder if if knowing the troubles behind the game's publication is like maybe inflating my my opinion a little higher. I hope it's not because it really does just genuinely seem good. I I've been having a blast. Me and me and the girlfriend actually have been like sitting around just uh, uh like shouting stupid ideas at each other about what to do in these levels, and the fact that they work is 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 so video games it's so video games like like she was like why don't you disguise yourself as a mariachi band and blend into the mariachi band and you actually (laughs) can yeah that's the kind of dumb shit i'm totally Mm -hmm. into i remember when i was loading up uh hitman 2016 for the first time at a friend's house uh the the paris level there's a camera crew in front of the big palace that the Paris Fashion Show is happening in, and if you walk in front of the camera, they actually like shout at you to get out of the way. There's there's attention huh. to detail like that kind of that level of polish that is also folding into the game mechanics. Like you don't want to attract attention to yourself when you're trying to maintain your disguise. So uh, wake up, pay attention. Don't do something really visibly stupid like walk in front of a, a camera crew, even though games usually don't have a way to account for for reacting for the player to do that or at least don't usually bother to account for the player it's a it's a really fun mindset to put yourself in and i think that's that's like the most important part of 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 judging the video game experience like 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 how how much my brain is thinking when when i'm playing this game it's not it's by no means a podcasting game it's real 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 cerebral but with all the the dumb fun that you still expect to find in love and video. Ooh, it's so it's so far. Up my alley. Even the elusive mission is good that they have going right now. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, did you kill Sean Bean? I did, and I did the same thing I do in every elusive mission, which is carefully follow him around for an hour, swapping disguises along the way, looking for a perfect opportunity, before instead deciding to just hide in a quiet spot and shoot him in the head with a silenced gun and run away. <laughs> wow. You are
2: terrible.
1: But it's so... The tension is so strong. You don't want to screw it up because you only got one chance.
2: But how many chances would you have had in that one hour if you were a better agent or a better <laughs> hitman?
1: Uh, my, my, friend, my friend Ryan got a got a perfect silent assassin ra- rating on that mission. I think I got two out of five stars. But But I still got it done and got to experience the fun dialogue. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um... To be fair, that I was watching some stuff about The Elusive Man,
2: and then it led me all back to that Sean Bean sharp bastard montage, and it, that made my day a lot better.
1: Have you seen that video? I have not. It might be the same video in the game, though, that precedes the mission.
2: No, no, no. The, the, do you know what sharp is? An adjective? <laughs> uh, also, it's a TV show that Sean Bean was the star of. It's, a, it's like a... He was a fictional British sol- soldier during the uh,
1: Napoleon Wars. Oh, my God. It's a history thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it,
2: it was a British TV show that Sean Bean was the star of. It was basically what made him famous. But he's renowned for just saying the word bastard a lot. <laughs> and there's there's a YouTube like video that went around a few years ago. It's just every bastard in the show um, cut together. And I, I stumbled across that again. It was, uh, it's fucking glorious.
1: I'm not remembering any- any- any glory- any inglorious bastards from his dialogue in the game. I do... Ah, oh, okay Okay. So the thing is, the the elusive target is on a- on a, a cooldown timer. It's supposed to go away forever in a matter of days, though I suspect it's more like a matter of time until they're released permanently. I almost kinda... Yeah, that's what I didn't understand about it. You only get, like, a day, right?
2: Or some shit. You get a week. You get a week. So if you fail the mission, you can try again, at least. No. Oh, shit, wait, Yeah, what? no,
1: that, that's, that's what I meant by you only have, like, one opportunity. That's why I always end up playing it safe and just shooting them from a distance, because... That's so
2: cool. Dumb, but
1: cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, uh, I just wish they would, like, release these later as an offline pack. You can still have a, a like, Diablo-style permadeath save state going on, I suppose. It, it wouldn't stop people from swapping their files out but this was a uh, kind of sort of the, the the trojan horse so to speak for keeping the game quote quote unquote always online they reverted back on that stuff uh a little bit significantly but the idea was for the live challenges to be a one-shot chance that goes away irl as well as in the that game. that is
2: cool the, yeah that's really cool very cool but weird business decisions <laughs>
1: It's a little sad because of all the games that do the episodic modeling, Hitman, I think, is the one that managed to pull it off without doing a narrative, like a visual novel style gameplay uh by releasing really complicated replayable levels every 2 to 3 months they they were naturally gearing people up to play through them over and over again now you have some very strange reviews from from you know community reviews on steam uh who don't understand that that's the gimmick of hitman you also have pop-ups now telling you <laughs> to replay the levels over and over again because uh, since they all came out at once, it's, it's a little less organic of a, of a motive to get players going through them again and again. Um, they, they changed the name of the quote-unquote opportunities to emission stories for the sole reason I suspect... To to make sure new players understand that the idea is to replay levels and follow the sub side stories in, in the level. Like there's a pop up telling you like there's narrative to uncover here. Go go back and do it again and, and, and find this cool stuff we hide in our levels. It's adorable.
2: It's That's probably a good idea.
1: It's adorable. Leave no stone unturned. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people just play straight through it
0: though and, and that's it.
1: Mm -hmm. Those those are the weird reviews. But, you know, uh, if you... I feel like... I'm going to give the kids the benefit of the doubt. If you've never played Hitman before and go into this... You know, again, highly recommended. May very well be my game of the year. was pretty much almost my game of the year for 2016. I I had like a a toss-up between... That and other really good stuff. But 2018, ooh, ooh, this Hitman Season 2, Hitman 2, whatever you want to call it, it's on a level above and beyond, I think, a lot of the other stuff I've been playing this year. I feel quite bad, though, because didn't it bomb, though? Hitman 1, uh... No, no, Hitman 2 didn't sell very well. Yeah, Hitman 1 didn't sell enough. I'm not familiar with how well Hitman 2 was selling so far. Uh, Supposedly not that great. Don't know. Okay, because I'm googling it now and I almost don't want to see the answers. Uh, Let's see, got a Reddit thread. Hitman 2 sales at 250k max at the moment. This was posted two weeks ago. Uh, On Steam at least. I wonder how well the console sales are doing. (gasps) Hitman 2 retail sales are down 90% from Hitman Absolution. This is a Reset Era thread. I will actually link to this one because this is alarming. Um, they linked to an article from GameIndustry.biz, uh, Pokemon and Spyro topped the same week Hitman 2 came out, and... That's
2: rough, coming out when, like, nostalgia and nostalgia are fucking high.
1: Damn, IO Interactive Stealth Game debuts at number 10. (gasps) The last Hitman title was an episodic digital release, so comparisons are impossible to make. This sucks, I wonder... I wonder if the episodic release schedule actually was better for them, like in terms of, of revenue and profit. What? What a, what a, what a cursed game! Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh, oh dear, oh dear.
2: Well, That's sad.
0: Depressing. It's probably that word of mouth. It, it is. is. Oh, I played through it. You know. And it's short, it's whatever, and then no. that guy probably like just
1: went through it very lazily. No, it's, it's just yeah. a, a franchise that I don't think is popular enough for the normies <laughs> to buy it over Pokemon and Spyro uh well if you're listening to this chances are you're already a fan of the kind of games that I'm a fan of please 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 help these developers out highly recommend just buying Hitman 2 right wait, wait, away are they paying us are they paying us right no now? no they're not I just really really love these games and want to see this studio I don't
0: see any Hitman money in my bank account right right right
2: Matt you don't even want to know how you get Hitman money Matt oh. it's best you
1: stay out of it oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Don't spend too much time on the dark web, kids.
2: If we find out that Sean Bean has actually been killed and uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was Matt, I think we're in some serious yeah. trouble.
1: The game is real. I can picture the headlines now. It's like it's like going back to the the, the late nineties. Oh man! V- video games made me do it. Um, mm-hmm. argued Florida man in court. Oh my
2: god. No, the 28, the 28 video version would be video game sponsorships oh. made me do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Financial anxiety made me do it. That's, that's the twenty-eight eighteen version. My esports money
2: made me do it. But Let me yeah, anyway, My audible, my audible podcast link made me do it.
0: Going to California and Philadelphia and seeing like the rise of just homeless people, it just scares me. It scares me about this place. It's so easy for this to happen to
1: like so many people.
2: I have had fears of becoming homeless as well, Matt. So I I understand what you're talking about.
1: Who Who knows where we'll be in 40 years?
2: Oh, don't, don't, don't! Oh God, don't! <laughs> Doing this
1: podcast on the street. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just the three of us in a box <laughs>
1: Pulling out a like shitty Dell laptop
2: <laughs> With a cardboard With a cardboard cutout that says We'll kill Sean Bean for money
1: A 23 year old Blue Yeti Like like rusting under dust Ah, the mediocre have fallen Please buy our Ridge wallets <laughs> Ridge wallets still sponsoring us <laughs> Hey man
2: If they keep going for 40 years I'll put Sean Bean's head in my wallet.
0: You're talking about it as a picture, right? It's just like a picture. Yeah, yeah, a picture of Sean Bean's head, a yeah, printout. Not like his hair or anything like that, like freshly cut hair.
2: Uh, I will put I will put the picture that the, the Hitman agency gives to me with a big red X on it. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Don't threaten to kill people on the podcast, guys. You bastard. <laughs> anyway, you should watch that.
2: Com- you should watch that completion. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, I just, I just before we move on to the next topic, want to say if you like stealth games, if you like complicated clockwork level design, if you like good level design, if you like good game design, if you like deadpan humor. If you don't like Sean Bean, then go ahead and buy Hitman 2 plus Hitman 1 and just straight launch it as, and Hitman as a, just launch your Hitman 2 executable and start Hitman 2016 from that executable. That's how it works. You're going to have such a good time. What a oh, maybe even I bet going through the whole experience like that might constitute one of the better games of this whole generation, man, like right up there with Bloodborne. Wait, what? It's fucking good. Have you played it?
2: No, I watched like I watched uh, former guest Mr. Barry Kramer would stream a little bit of it, and uh, it looked fun, but it just looked like Hitman 2016, and I was like, "Well, well that yeah, was a good is. game." but a game of a generation. I I, I don't think so. Hitman 2016
1: with slightly better level designs and a more hilarious heat-seeking homing briefcase? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, the heat-seeking briefcase thing looks pretty good. I didn't know Bloodborne was that good. Bloodborne was that good, and Hitman is that good. And I'm wondering, as as the years roll on, I wonder which game will have a bigger place in my heart as, like, my fondest memories of this generation. I feel like it's going to be a toss-up between the two Hitmans... Which now feel like one coherent experience. They really should be. Um, And Bloodborne and Witcher 3. Like, this shit is good, you guys. This shit is really, really good. Damn. I want to play
2: it now.
0: Yeah, I want to give it a little... Uh, There is a free prologue. Oh, really?
1: Which level is it? I I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's like a little... Is it the Paris level? Maybe Hitman's Prologue is now free to play as of June 2017. Okay, those are the tutorial levels, guys. Even the tutorial levels are really freaking good. (laughs) Like they're doing a pretty good job with like marketing that game.
2: I mean, it's not helped them sales wise, but they're doing a good job.
1: Yeah, I just, I just wish there was more justice in the world, you know?
2: Yeah, Yeah. there isn't.
1: I get
2: that, Matt. Yeah. How's your uh, how's your adventures in Kabukicho or what do they call it Kamurocho in Yakuza going? Oh. Oh, I
0: I, I had that time. I was in Philadelphia for like <laughs> the last six, 5 days. Last 5 6. What do you,
2: days. you do you like Yeah. Do you like take your Switch with you when you travel? Um
0: I almost did. But a uh, good thing Almost I didn't did it because I I wasn't at the hotel much because I was going out. Ah, uh, we're getting something to eat, and yeah, some drinks. Really, like we did an escape room uh, called the Meltdown, and that
1: was that you. Was fun. You really like escape rooms. That
0: I, I this is my second time. This is my that's second time. That's two hundred percent more than me. I like doing new stuff. You gotta get out 200%. there. Two hundred percent.
2: You gotta get yeah, out it's there. It's
0: two hundred percent more
1: than me as well. I gotta, I've never done it. Gotta an catch room. up with the world.
0: I realized I played uh, uh, the escape room Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. uh, it was the meltdown. And I gotta say, not all escape rooms are made the same. Oh, is this better? It was better.
1: Better better? It was better?
0: okay. It was okay. So like you're supposed, to, so they put you in this room, and this whole room looks like a a a place to like a, a I don't know how to explain it. It looks like an inside of a submarine almost. Um, huh. But you're supposed to... You have all these dials and everything like that that tells you, oh, you need to reroute the power. You need to cool down the the, the jets and blah, 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 blah uh, to make sure this nuclear pant doesn't overflow and blow up or whatever. You
1: don't want your nuclear pants to blow up, kids. Yeah.
0: And you had an hour, right? And Mm -hmm. every time we were to play the game... Uh, I mean, play like one of those, uh, like, oh, the the pipes are heating up. You need to cool it down or whatever. If we lost that, it's a minus of, like, three minutes. And every time you complete that or got it right, it gets faster and faster and harder and harder. And every time you lose, you just, it just subtracts minutes from your time inside the escape room. So you're seeing the time in your escape room, your money, basically, go away <laughs> go away because you're you're failing at these and they don't really explain it properly it was a like it did I mean I guess that's how you feel every time you go into an escape room you kind of feel like you don't know everything you trying to get your your bearings and stuff but uh, these felt like it they weren't done right like it didn't make sense <laughs> for some of the the little mini games that they had for cooling down a the power plant so basically within 15 minutes we blow up and oh, you explode we're from an it. hour wow. to, to your your nuclear pants explode explode <laughs> and we're like okay that was kind of a waste of a waste of money and then a, a door pops open and like the real game starts and there's like a bunch of like little clues um between both rooms uh we had to do like some hacking and stuff like that
1: so eventually open door wait you had to do some hacking we huh like like how serious is the hacking well so uh it one keeps asking for a code <laughs>
0: it's, uh-huh. um there was like um math on a wall that we had to like do in order to get a code i had to rearrange these drawers to open up a secret compartment to get a box that also had a lock on it that we needed to get a code to unlock to get that code to unlock, uh, to do another passcode in the computer. Like, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't know how much fun it was, to be honest. And I don't particularly like doing math in these games like, uh, like I did with the casino, but I enjoyed the casino more than I did this. Um, and this one didn't have, much you like enjoyed math puzzles
1: Gambling with microtransactions. Yes. Ah. I enjoyed that
0: way better. like like Jack Black and all those like puzzles and stuff. I, I enjoyed that way better than I enjoyed the meltdown. Uh, so we, we won you know before the time limit, but it was we were like, okay, that was all right. and she told us that the beginning part was supposed to be a stress simulator. And uh, we would huh. ask her, like, did anyone fight?
1: You know, like, uh, oh. did anyone argue with each other? So,
0: yeah, people have gotten heated oh. in that room.
1: Yeah. Um, I wonder how liable the company is if there's like a fight.
0: Yeah, no one has punched each other out, <laughs> she said. I was like, okay. <laughs> because that was a little annoying. I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, our money's gone. Like, there goes like a bunch of money just gone. But yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, interesting. It was interesting. I gotta make sure I pick my escape rooms right. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, but it was cool to see that it was in a, uh, a bank, a, a place that used to be a bank. So they had a big bank door leading into
2: the escape room. Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It was all metal. It was pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's,
0: that's, that's my, that's my week. I'm going to play some games can. this week. Let me tell you. They, they, they,
1: they can't all be casinos.
2: <laughs> I guess. I guess not. I guess, I guess not. You've swa- you're just swapping scenes from bank heist movies, like planning out in a casino or robbing a casino, mm-hmm. and then moving towards a bank. Like next, you're going to be like in an escape room that's also
1: a car chase at the same time. Oh, that would be. Great. Oh my god! If there's an escape room that makes you have a car chase. That would be that fucking would, cool. Yeah, if they found a way to make it, like, safe in a controlled environment, that would be... Be expensive. Can we find
2: a way to have Ridge Wallets sponsor Matt oh, to go on, God. like, a, a cross-country <laughs> oh. escape room adventure?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Sponsor me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll make make some cool videos about escape rooms. <laughs>
1: Woo! Yeah, but it, so, so, that's uh, the whole point about <laughs> escape rooms.
0: Uh... <laughs> is that you you can't record or anything because it spoils everything for for everyone that's true yeah so people won't come what
2: games are you planning on playing
0: matt Uh, i'm 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 probably gonna tickle some yakuza and i'm unsure i I feel like i have to buy smash
2: dude i wouldn't tickle any yakuza you're gonna lose your fingers Yakuza. we
1: all gotta buy smash Yes. yes. So I think yes, it's a requirement it's right? I, I have can to buy feel
0: it. my skin. So I think I'm going to buy it I can and feel play my that skin. story because I've been wanting to play a, my a smash story for years.
1: Don't <laughs> feel, feel my pants getting a little tighter.
2: <laughs> I'm like but I'm wearing no trousers right now and I can I can, <gasps> I, can I can tell oh, you. Are you ready to smash?
1: Is that <laughs> no. is that your smash outfit?
2: hearing my my two oh loves my. in life my dad's and my son's talk about smash is making me want to smash oh my god i can't wait to smash next week mm i know oh george we're going to smash together it's going to be so great it's been so
1: long since 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 the good old days of of, of smashing maybe with we'll friends smash in the front, hotels maybe we'll <laughs> smash in front of a camera for other people to watch live as it happens maybe how yeah. much energy we have after podcasting it's going to be illegal in 40 of the 50 states <laughs> and 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 Japan depending on which parts we use to smash nah, and how we uh, <laughs> how, how how we do this <laughs> the, the the just pixels. make sure
2: you shave beforehand and it'll be fine.
0: This this is uh this is getting no, a little
2: Oh that
1: Okay, I think my like standards of decency are are different than everyone else <laughs> cuz I'm like I'm shocked at that, but considering the comments we got on our Bowsette episode, I guess that's just like mild for the kids these days. What? What is? <laughs> Avoiding Japanese censorship by shaving your pubes so you don't have to you can you don't have to censor the pubes, just the genets. Really? Genets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something I never thought I'd, I'd I'd share, but Liam just dropped it right... To be fair, you dropped it as, like, kind of an implied joke, and I just spelled it right fucking...
2: What's wrong with me? I was th- I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was driving. I was driving... Where was I driving to? I was driving to, uh... Yeah. Pick up some bus tickets. Sure. That's what I was doing. And I was driving past... Return some tapes. No, no, I... The, the, the like... The turning I get off from the sort of like the highway, I always visibly remember it because there's a like, Tenga store there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's a Tenga store? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so a Tenger is like.
1: Yeah. What's it? What is it, Liam? <laughs> I-, I bet you know all about them. I, huh? I know what they are. Oh, oh, yeah. I heard. I heard you stop to think about
0: it. It sounds like Liam is being very quiet.
2: I mean, I'm. I, do you know what?
0: He doesn't want anyone I to mean, overhear the, him talk about Tenga
2: Right, right. It's probably
0: say, speak louder, Liam. I can't hear you.
2: It's probably not my place to talk about tengas <laughs> too in too in depth. <laughs> if you're interested, do some googling. Maybe do it in in in, in, in con- English. Yeah, right, right. Can you spell it? Tenga, T E N G A. It's just like the Japanese uh, demon, a Tenga like the the masks that people get tattoos of, which now makes me laugh why, insanely. Why? Why
1: is it named after Japanese demons? Uh, because they have a long nose, George. Huh? Which could look like a. It looks like you could put a Tenga on top of that nose. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs>
2: It's Matt, as just Googled it and found out what it is. <laughs> it's a Japanese
0: brand for male masturbation aids.
2: Oh God! Yeah, yes. there
0: we go. Oh, the secret side. I didn't personal say personal lubrications. Oh mm. my
1: God! He keeps going. Yep, they are. Uh, I, I wish I had a list of products here. A few, a few years ago, I was in New York City and I visited Times Square. There, there was a Tenga billboard in Times Square. It was just, and I kid you not, it was just a a picture of a smiling man that had a tenga logo <laughs> in the lower left corner. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And when I was in Japan last time, before before going to a restaurant with some friends, I went through a Don uh, a grocery store to pick up some some supplies, and they had Tengas in the male like hygiene aisle next to the shaving cream. <laughs> You just throw yeah. it in your cart and check it out. Pick, but pick it a, up with. That, that, that's my point. That's what I
2: was trying to bring up. Like I forget now, having been in Japan for almost four years. Like I forget how, what is like Western right societal bounds.
1: Masturbation like, is fucking evil. What are you? What are you talking? Silence yourself. I know. You right. Whereas eggs. Japan? Is just like. What do the eggs do? The irony, you know. They
0: have pop up stores. The egg clicker, the egg brush, the egg cloudy. What?
3: <laughs>
2: what? Yeah. 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 So my like, I my Japan has skewed my censorship radar. Um, I don't know what's okay anymore or what's not okay. I should say. Oh, I see. The egg. The egg extends.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. It's got a. Fit on top of your your tengu nose, your your tengu nose. <laughs> super <laughs> stretch sensations.
0: Okay. Wow, super stretch sensations. I've learned
1: something new about Japan. So one of the um things that that so fascinated me about about history over the previous weeks was exactly trying to find this out. Like when when did Christian oriented Puritanism start like really getting into, to demonizing sex and masturbation and incorporating sexism into it. And I think we have Paul of Tarsus to thank for a lot of this. When, when, when Christianity was first starting to spread across the, the, the Roman empire during the, the, the years shortly after Jesus, he apparently had a more male dominant version of the theology than, than some of the other disciples that, that were spreading the word at the time. And I'm wondering, because, like, compared to, to, you know, the era of Christianity afterwards, Rome was, was sexy as hell. Everyone could, could do everyone, well, kind of, sort of. I, I, I think homosexuality was illegal for the public, but the emperors were able to marry men just fine. But, but at some point in that process, standards started to change, and at some point later in the process, some especially Puritan Christians decided to to leave Europe and go to America where they could be crazy with without dealing with so many consequences of their religious craziness. And as a result, I, born as an American, for some reason, just feel really awkward about, like, nudity and masturbation and such, and, and the chain of events, the butterfly effect, is, is incredibly fascinating to me, because it's only like, 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 uh... How many lifetimes ago would it be? I did the math, not a lot. Um let's see, if I'm like approaching my thirties and, and and Saul of Tarsus was was around uh uh like nineteen ninety-five years ago, find about that. That's just sixty lifetimes. All I have to do is like think of think of myself, multiply it by sixty, and I'm back there. And and that's where it so many like little personality quirks, the ways we think begin with with political and, and religious reformations that drastically change people's standards and perceptions throughout history. It's amazing to think about. Sorry. 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 Thank sorry. you for coming to George's
2: sex ed tech TED Talk.
1: I would have a lot of fun writing one of those, actually. <laughs> I bet you would, you bashful American. Bashfulness. <laughs> but I'd love to find the roots of bashfulness.
2: Going back to smashing, though. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. Because...
2: I, I just wanna I just wanna revel in the fact that this potentially could be like the last Smash week ever. You I mean I
1: doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, there might be at least Smash be. spin-offs in the future, but yeah, it's gonna be a but, while before a like numerical big sequel. Well, you know. I
2: can't remember the being like such an an event for a Nintendo game in a very long time. Even Breath of the Wild didn't seem this I don't know, hyped
1: with with all the leaks.
2: Even with the leaks, I I still feel like now, like the leaks were like last week, and now everyone's sort of not forgotten about them, but kind of is like now. Now the game is coming out for the normal people. Like <laughs> now we can all get ready for it. And just the the pure amount of characters, everybody's like learning about characters they might not know about. So everyone's like posting tweet threads about the different characters that people don't know about, all the different trophy, uh, not trophies, but all the assist characters. And um just there seems to be a lot going on. It's it's, it's all rather exciting.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that you said rather something. Yeah, it's all English rather r- exciting.
0: Mm. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. re eating those little British. Been cookies. waiting a year.
1: Yeah, scones.
2: Yeah, with the tea. Scones. You said it correctly. It's not a
1: scone. It's a scone. Thank. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. Um, a, a sconce <laughs> is what you put a torch on, right? A, sc- a scone. A Sconce. Yeah. So what, what no. Do
2: you have an accent? What's going
1: on here? Scone or scon? And it's not scone. It's scone. I'm sorry
2: to offend you. No, you didn't. You got it right. It, it, it It's a very heated debate in the UK <laughs> how to pronounce what scones. Scones. I can't sconce. even tell if you said it right anymore. I'm so confused. <laughs>
1: Troll. Oh, oh scones. It's a scone. Oh my God. Scone. scone. Scone.
2: Scone. Okay, it's okay. uh, scone. Scones.
1: Scone. All right. All right. Scone. We're good. Um, Not a scones. Scone. That is a torch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. That's a castle talk. Uh, v-
1: video games. Anyone have any more video games they want to talk about? No. I got one. <laughs> yeah, I don't... we well, one hour branch.
2: in, George. Come on now.
1: Tetris Effect's pretty cool.
2: Oh, no. No,
0: no, 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 no. Not again. (laughs) Not again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You can't sell... You can't pitch people on this game. It's literally just Tetris. It's just a really good-ass version of Tetris. It's just the new best version of Tetris. It is.
3: The thesis of the game.
1: The the theme. Wait, did you play it in VR, though? Oh, yes. Exclusively. Tell me. How is it? Uh, How is it? A little fuzzy. But still pretty darn amazing. Just... You can really, like... I, I think I, my tenger has gone down at that news. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, I think I also might have um, spoiled myself by playing the higher resolution stuff on PC. So save that for later. Make sure your first impressions are raw and pure. And that, yeah, okay, um, yeah, no, Liam, actually, it looks really bad. It looks, it looks like a poopy load of ass dicks.
2: <laughs> Wait, you you're gonna be like hyping me up to buy
1: PlayStation VR? Right, right.
2: Like, stop reversing. No, no, statements. no, no, no. Because
1: this way you'll be really impressed. Because, you know, oh, okay. Tetris Effect in VR is... I'm already impressed by really Tetris. Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect is so freaking cute. I respect it for for <laughs> just being a game about chilling out and playing some Tetris. That's like the core. <laughs> the mission of it's the really game. It's really zen. That should be the quote on the, <laughs> on the back of the box. Yeah. Quote: he's, Just he's chill out and like you're some doing Tetris. I respect it. George Reed, man. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> this episode, we've been sponsored by Hitman 2, Tetris Effect, Ridge Wallets... Escape Rooms. Nope. And Nintendo's Smash
1: of, uh, something. Tenga, Tenga, don't forget Tenga. No, we're definitely sponsored by Tenga. Dude! Okay, unless you guys have any serious objections, I'm gonna start sending Tenga some emails after this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, yeah.
2: we don't want to be attached to Tangas. Oh, we don't, okay, well. Attached to Tangas. Um, <laughs> we don't want to be attached to be Attached to Tangas? <laughs> I mean, you'll have some fun if you are attached by a certain body part. But brand-wise... Wait,
0: wait, Liam, you've tried this before? Let's dive deeper into this. Tr-
2: no, 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 no. Let's no, dive no, deeper. No, no, deeper. I, no, you have a couple eggs, don't you?
0: You just have a couple eggs laying.
2: I hundred percent, guys. If I had tried a Tenga, I would tell you. A hundred percent. But I do have very close friends who have tried it.
0: Very close friends. Everyone's very has a close, close friend, friend. How close?
1: <laughs> like...
2: Speaking terms.
1: <laughs> you mean you're not uh, attached? Um, um, you don't know this this person of yours inside and out. This friend of yours, this clo- very mean, close friend of yours. I don't, but that Tengas sure do. Oh
2: my god!
0: Yeah. So you go up to me like, have you have you scrambled your eggs? They
2: said it was all right. They're expensive though. They're expensive. They're like. You gotta pay for quality, man. Quality eggs. Exactly. I can't remember how much they are. I think they're like 1,500 yen, so about $15. $15 a pop seems, like, quite expensive, though. What For, for an egg? You can only use them. It's a, not a one-time use, is you it? You can only use them. Yeah, it's only one-time use. It's only a I one-time believe. use? Really? What?
1: So that it's literally $15 a pop. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's $15 a pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally why I said it. <laughs> All right, we're getting saucy. I, I really gotta pee. It's like spunking money down the drain. I got, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to the bathroom.
2: $15 a month.
3: Zeroing in on the possibilities of pleasure. 10 years of evolution has led to the Tenga Flip Zero. Since its launch 10 years ago, Tenga has continued to pursue advancements in engineering and technology, leading to rebuilding the flip hole from zero. Giving life to the Flip Zero. Reimagining what technology and the best materials can produce in terms of pleasure. The all new integrated pivot houses the flip open hinge inside the product body, allowing for a seamless insertion point that improves usability, while still keeping the product easy to clean. With advancements in molding technology, we created the most intricate internal details to date. The ridge walls hug you from both sides as soon as you enter. And the ripple dome holds you with its rippling edges. Deeper still, you'll push past the triple chain gate, pushing air out as you go. Finally, the layered end orb awaits, where an enveloping layer and sensational end orb stimulate from all angles. After use, simply open the body and clean with running water. Use the slide arms as a stand to dry the product. You can safely keep the Flip Zero in its case for storage. Ten years of evolution has let us zero in on the possibilities of pleasure. Welcome to the new age of stimulation.
2: And welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast. We promise, I think... We try, anyway, to not bring up any sexual uh, devices or uh, promotions uh, in this next half of the Den Sons podcast. This time, we're talking about video game news, which we all know makes our tengas hard. I mean... Oh my god, you already broke your own rule! Um, I
1: know, I can't uh, help it. This is a little indulgent. I'm sorry, this is kind of a George topic, but Valve has discontinued the Steam link. Oh, that sucks. Boo! I still haven't bought one yet. Uh, well, I guess now you have to use a cell phone or a laptop or something to do your in-home streaming, which seems to be their idea. I guess they just couldn't sell the things, and then they started releasing the Steam Link app for free, which purportedly does the same thing. In my experience, I've gotten better results with the Steam Link box, but I think that's because the laptop I was using was an old POS. But, no, the Steam Link, man, they were selling those things for like a dollar, and it basically, uh... Uh, wirelessly transmits a video feed from a fancy computer in your house to a TV screen in your house, and I think, I think the big thing is is that not enough people knew that this thing is almost better used for non gaming applications. Like how the hell is Steam going to market this thing? Is a great way to watch pirated movies, but that's what it turned <laughs> out to be. I love my Steam Link. I'm sad to see it go away. I wish they just outsourced the the design and the um. the the tech to some other company to sell it under a different brand, because I bet it could have been a successful mainstream product on par with stuff like Apple TV and and, and a Chromebox, Uh, because it it does a lot of the same stuff, but is a lot more versatile, I feel. You can just transmit your whole desktop over. Thing is, you gotta start by transmitting Steam over and then close out big picture mode, and then you more or less have your computer on a TV. The latency is incredibly fast if you play it through wireless mode. If you have a 5G wireless router, if you have a like new, uh, let's say like one and a half to two-year-old Wi-Fi router, you should be good for that, which uh, is almost as good as a wired connection just with a couple seconds of, of delay every now and then when, when some, someone's calling into your house. But if you're watching movies, that's fine. That's the thing that's great about... Using the Steam Link not for games is that if you use it for movies and TV shows, you don't got to worry about latency at all. Uh, it's it's a shame that they're they're making it go away, but it makes business sense. I mean, two weeks after they discontinued it, they just now have released a free version of the Steam Link app, which is always free on whatever device they release it on. For the Raspberry Pi, it's on it's on everything now. It's on. I think they uh, had to redo their their iPhone version. But uh, yeah, you can you can use it on 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 Apple devices, you can use it on Chrome devices, you can use it on, on laptops, and for that reason they seem to have discontinued the hardware itself. I mean at $2.50 I did consider buying one. I still didn't buy yeah. one. You also live in a tiny Japanese apartment. I bet someone like, like like Matt might be able to uh uh make make more use of of, of a Steam Steam link. Eh? Eh, eh? Mm-hmm. eh?
0: Oh, they're gone now. Can't can't get it. Well,
1: I guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. We'll never know until the next s- streaming box comes out. Um. So, a more fun topic that I think more of us will be chiming in on is Fallout seventy six. The, uh, the 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 gift that just keeps giving. It's in the news again. Stuff is still happening. So, what happened in this case is uh, a a false advertising scandal. Um, Bethesda was offering a a canvas duffel bag in their uh, Power Armor edition of the game. Yeah, which... one that the, the, oh, the Power yeah. Armor helmet comes in. I, I I heard a rumor that the Power Armor edition of the game doesn't even come with the game. I went and looked it up, apparently. Now they, they're clarifying it does. I don't know if that means it didn't before, but that would have been an even bigger fiasco if it didn't. But point is, <gasps> the bag that actually shipped out is a cheap nylon POS that is a good... Two thirds to to just slightly above half the size of what's shown in the picture because what's shown in the picture. Holy shit! This was bad. What's shown in the picture has it sitting next to the power armor helmet that this two hundred dollar special edition comes with, and it is not to scale in in real life as it is to the advertised image, and and it <coughs> it's it's like it's like getting a Big Mac at McDonald's, I guess. Like, Wait, what? It looks great in the picture, in, like, but when when you're ah, right, yeah, yeah. When, when when you're holding it up for for yourself, it's just kind of a like. At least a Big Mac is useful. Miser- yeah, you can eat a Big Mac. Okay. Uh. Okay. Is there a uh, comparing uh, picture? Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh look one up, and I will post it in the description. Um. I I'll be going on a rant in in just a few minutes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with some more context. <laughs> Someone had had sent Bethesda an email uh, complaining about this bag and according to their screenshot the reply they got from Bethesda says <clears throat> quote hello we are sorry that you aren't happy with the bag the bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make we aren't planning on doing anything about it <coughs> what uh, that last line wait, this... they actually said that they don't plan on doing anything about it <laughs> According to the guy's screenshot, that did not turn out to be the case, however, because, uh, well, that, that that circulated. That caused outrage. That caused a scandal. And now, to uh, assuage the concerns and control the damage, Bethesda is offering $5 worth of in-store, in-game credit for microtransactions to people who bought this $200 edition with a cheap shitty bag.
2: And did you see that the... The 500 atoms, the, oh, that's so the refund you garish. got was not enough to even buy the canvas bag in game, which was so funny.
1: Oh. This picture doesn't really
2: show much, though. So it doesn't tell me much.
1: Well, you can see him holding the bag uh, up against the helmet and then you can see the image of the helmet next to the bag in the promotional artwork.
2: It is false advertising because the the description says canvas West Tech double bag and the one that comes is made out of nylon so even if the pictures weren't the same the text
1: does say canvas. Now the text says (laughs) the text says the bag is not as depicted in the image. Uh, uh, quote, bag is not correct, <laughs> representation of product is even worse! It's pretty bad. The bag does look cheap, but that's it, that's, it's just a bag. That's it. It's just a bag. People spent $200 on a special collector's edition of a video game they didn't know would be good or bad that came with a product that was misrepresented in the official advertising because apparently they hadn't learned their lesson.
2: I mean, I get it. People are fans of games. I don't they get like it. spending money on collector's editions. I don't I get mean, that. I don't get that either, but it still is no excuse for the fact that they got shafted. Not, not just by I, the fact I that mean, Fallout 76 is obviously a mediocre game, but... They got shafted because it says one thing, and the thing they got is completely and utterly different.
1: I I feel like they're not entirely not at fault either. They're still funneling money into this ecosystem that deceives and exploits people, and and no, that's not the way it works. Oh, you co- want to buy something? You want to buy something? Two hundred dollars for plastic bullshit? It doesn't make yes. the game better.
2: People spend a lot of money
0: on their... No, but some people like it because it makes that room look better. There is plastics. Yeah, people... We were just talking about Warhammer. You know how much they spend on one of those... Man, people work hard for a living. (laughs) Little men? Those little men? $200 for little men? A lot. Too
1: much. $200 little men is is a hobby that I don't think I... I I, I can (laughs) rationalize. You
0: like touching little men. If you ever wanted to tell me that something was wrong, buy some Warhammer and then I know... Something is wrong with you. Something
1: is happening. You're, you're. Someone's robbing you. Something. I feel like weird enough that I bought Hitman 2 after, the day after launch because of word of mouth. Like, I didn't even look at reviews. I just had two friends be like, yeah, no, it's as good if not better than the first. And I was like, okay. Also, it was only $40.
2: It wasn't $200. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah, game so, so, out. You
1: understand. You no, under- I don't. Yeah, so you understand. No, I don't. No, no, no. You understand no, because...
2: There are people who have been fans of the Fallout series for a long time, especially since Bethesda mm-hmm, took over, mm-hmm. and Fallout 3 came out. These fans will be have will have been as hyped about it. However. Because they will have been sold no. on the fact
1: that the other games were good. <sighs> I feel like. Like you were sold on the fact that Hitman was good. Yeah, by default, they're a hell of a lot more hype than I am, because at least I waited until the damn thing came out. I waited until there was positive word of mouth. I spent $40 on that thing, not $200, because come the fuck on, people, you have food. George, it
2: took you like three years to buy a PlayStation 4. Yeah. You are of a different breed.
1: I I need to buy food. I I have a, a, a grad school fund I want to keep going for for after the YouTube apocalypse happens. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. You gotta you gotta be prepared, guys. Well, our generation is gonna have a fundamentally different career path than previous ones. We're gonna have to like change educations and skills as life goes on and algorithms replace jobs. And I really don't want to be caught without money when that. Well, it's already started happening, when that happens further!
2: People work hard, George, for their money. If they want to spend it on plastic helmets for a game that turned out to be mediocre, if it brings them some semblance of happiness, then they can do it.
1: Better treat her right. They can, the question is if they should. If it's rational.
2: I mean, it's Bethesda's fault for selling it, in the first place. It's not that fun for wanting to buy it. Well, yeah, but so it's, it's the same as
1: people who buy crystals. It's economics. There's there's a demand oh for okay. crystals in two hundred. Okay, $200. okay. <laughs>
2: five minutes.
1: Okay. <laughs> five All right. Last news topic. topic. Last news topic. Uh, PlayStation Classic, it's coming back again. These news topics that are There's another piece of shit you can buy. Yeah, they keep on giving. (laughs) They showed up last week. Official reviews came out this week like further impressions are coming in that are revealing further cracks at the seams. Apparently, you can plug certain types of keyboards into the PlayStation Classic and access a emulator menu by pressing escape. That allows you to play the 60 hertz NTSC versions of the games. It allows you to juggle around multiple save states. You can toggle on scan lines. And basically Basically, have a lot of requested features that did not make it into the uh, official user-friendly front end of, of the console. Did, did someone just
2: not know that this was part of the emulator, or are they just dumb?
1: I think like, they I... rushed this one out, you guys. Wow. Although a, a commenter did point out a very valid reason to use the 50 hertz PAL versions, and that's greater language support. But if there was support for 60 frames per second this whole time than having it as an optional like like yeah having it as an option in case it breaks something you can just have it as an option program in a pop-up warning warning users it might break something and there you go you're good it's already built into the emulator but they didn't want to make those because i mean when you were a kid i don't know about you guys
2: but when you were a kid and i played european versions of things they always asked me do you want to play this game with 50 hertz or 60 hertz when i Mm -hmm. was a kid I had no fucking idea what that meant. <laughs> so I just press whatever mode was the f- first option. The only, so. the
1: only reason I know what you're talking about is that I saw it a lot when I was playing emulated games as a kid. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> you're trying to download which one, you're like, uh, I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> free like, is free. I like that... <laughs> I like that they didn't even change it because the NTSC, uh, the NTSC version that co- the the American version that came out, when you load certain games, it still just says "Licensed by Sony Computer Entertainment Europe." It's like they did, <laughs> it just didn't change anything. It's exactly like a PlayStation One if you played it in Europe.
1: Does does Sony Computer Entertainment Europe still exist?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. it's just that. That was the PlayStation screen for European Mm -hmm. games. This happens even on the NTSC version of the PlayStation 1 Classic. So when you boot up some games on the American version of this Classic, which is obviously the same, it's some games to say Sony Computer Entertainment Europe because they are the
1: PAL ROMs. Which, oh, sorry, has me wondering if it's a hack... Or, or like, a separately stored ROM. Because there were some old Nintendo 64 emulators. Uh, PJ64 1.6 6 can actually pretty darn reliably increase the frame rates of some of those old N64 games to, like, a Perfect 60. Perfect Dark is a blast on that emulator. Um, and I'm wondering wondering if that's what's going on here. Anyways. Well... That's pretty much bombed,
2: and I saw so many people who were like canceling their pre orders. Uh, were who, people who are extremely unhappy, it looks like uh, Sony have really, really lost some good faith.
1: Same with, with this, Bethesda. unless they like,
2: unless they, yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. These two seemingly you know, giants. Have been. Mm. Have, they've had. They've been. They've been severely wounded. Least, I mean, Bethesda way more than. Yeah, so with Bethesda, but.
1: it feels more like a matter of time. Like, like I guess they couldn't keep sustaining their audience to the numbers they did after Skyrim while retaining that same level of quality. Because people would expect improvements with iterative sequels, I mean, and it's not I, happening. I
2: respect them. I res- not to go back to Bethesda, but I respect them for taking a risk and trying something new. Just the way they executed it was poor, especially for a company that has an insane amount of resources. But they at least tried. Yeah, and it's, they tried it's something. It's a game
1: that's been requested since for, for a decade. A multiplayer Bethesda yeah, game like, is something people have been yeah, wanting it, since Morrowind.
2: It's the one that got Kotaku really
1: fucked Ugh. over by Bethesda back Man. in the day. Um, yeah, you know, uh hate to like, do another shout-out, but there is a fan-made multiplayer version of Morrowind out now that I have had fun with. <laughs> I wonder if I would have had as much fun if I had played Fallout 76 for a day, like I, like I played Morrowind online for a day with some friends. It's... They, they make it more of a small, intimate co-op experience instead of an MMO thing, and I really think that's what people have been wanting instead of the MMO thing. Yeah.
2: I imagine, but this is the thing. Fallout 76 will live on. There will be a community of players right now yeah. who are loving it, who are enjoying playing with their friends, and they will be the people who keeps the keeps that, going, that game going. So it's kind of over and now. Maybe,
1: maybe we will be getting letters from them explaining their opinion. Uh, uh, uh... And and emails they send to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Nice. So we got got some good questions this week. Um, Christian J says, love the podcast to bits and wanted to ask you what your opinion is about data gathering systems and services built into games, especially as they are not always easy (laughs) or consequence-free to opt out of. They give the example of XCOM 2, which asks you at the start if you are okay with user metrics and data being saved. If you answer yes, the prompt goes away, but if you answer no, the game says, okay, then it'll be collected anonymously. Apparently Total Warhammer, Total War Warhammer has a set of DLC units that are only available if you link your Steam account to a third party service called Total War Access. There's 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 privacy concerns here that I don't know if I'm too well read up on but I do have some interesting thoughts about how game developers use these metrics and how we might have been seeing results in the past few years.
2: I'm okay with uh, games gathering player data in-game. For example, like how many hours they've spent in the game, in, in what particular areas of the game, um, and basically not their inputs, but you know, da- data and feedback based on how the player played the game which is completely different to keeping their data for, like, emails or passwords or credit card accounts yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the concern. But that kind of stuff I don't agree with, and I agree with it to the extent of having a personalized profile, that the game remembers your personal preferences, you know, for example, whatever, your avatar, your, uh, your favorite food, pizza for whatever reason like that kind of stuff is fine but sending data
1: to third parties through a video game it's unnecessary and stupid even even if the data is is is, is, is harmless playtesting information your steam account has your credit card on it if you link your steam account to a third-party service that might be able to give some hackers a clue connecting yeah, the two exactly, that's right? the concern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: That's the stupid thing, right? Gathering player data from your Steam name and taking data from like how long you spent in the game and in various areas and what you were stuck in want helps people improve games. That kind of stuff is great. Player data is immensely invaluable. It helps understand on average how people play your video game and stuff like that. That that's great. But that's completely different to obviously having your credit card information tied to your Steam account and then giving it away through DLC (laughs) Mm. to a third party. It's just a little uh,
1: scary. I would think another reality of, of of our current economy beyond you know having to to change jobs when jobs become automated away is is having to change passwords all the time because it seems like only a matter of time until even big corporate companies like ooh, I don't know Ashley Madison get get hacked and everyone's uh, personal data.
2: Well, I mean, th- we've already had mainstream instances ones too. of this. Yeah, Sony
1: gets hacked. I mean, famously, yeah. regularly.
2: Everyone's PSN
1: data is out there in some, you know,
2: hackers vault. Change, somewhere. change your passwords, so.
1: kids, a lot.
3: This um, reminds me but, of
0: MapleStory 2's RNG as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And collecting that, data again, <laughs> <game laughs> and mm. and uh, basically <gasps> boosting up their oh. RNG when you say you're quitting uh-huh. the game. In or, Korean,
1: you gotta type it in Korean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if you say I'm quitting the game in Korean that increases your chance drop rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh but oh, scary the, the upside, machines not listening. The upside is that I feel like a lot of um this this player data and, and mis player data getting plugged into machine learning algorithms to automate the work of game design is resulting in insanely polished, maybe even quite possibly inhumanly polished. Uh, balance these days, stuff that like I don't believe we saw in previous years. Games like like Overwatch and Siege, and even on like a lesser, more single player level, Civ Six even has game design math that I am finding way more compelling. Obviously, people are getting hooked on this multiplayer stuff. And when you read patch notes from them and see GDC talks, a lot of times they will mention things like, like pick rates and heat maps and how they are working with data from hundreds of thousands of players. There's just a, a wealth of of data that they would not have been able to uh, collect before from, from in-house QA testing. And the bright side to it that I do think we are seeing is better game design as a result and you know the downside is is more and more famous and consequence heavy hacks than before. It's 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 a yin and a yang, I think.
0: Um, I, I want to anyway, say, uh, as I said, I'm all for people collecting thing, like a, a game, d- The player come inside said, the game like, to help improve the, the post, games, but and he's like, yeah. he's, uh, he's, like he's very disappointed in seeing stuff everyone making false education. Uh, I'm I'm, playing, I'm fucking up the word not accusations to see um mm-hmm. uh, without any evidence leading to players to type terrible messages in game. It's almost like a hit. <laughs> like it, it's almost like a hit. Like uh, you know, you you put this post out and then everyone starts typing in Korean. <laughs> Yeah, or, or even in English, <laughs> that they're quitting the game, they're quitting the game, they're quitting the game, and it just kind of spreads out to other people. And They're like, "Oh man, everyone's quitting this game. Why is everyone quitting this game?" And it actually hurts. <laughs> it actually hurts. I the mean, I a bet. Bit. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it was like a a hit,
1: <laughs> or if it's actually true. Uh well yeah it's 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 question. I mean when you're working with like probabilities and drop rates, I guess you could just. <laughs> shove a lot of money into the slot machine and start taking notes and doing math on, on what that does to to the outcomes and the results, but the gotcha is that there's always a random element. Oh, whoops, it could just be totally random that this thing is dropping higher yeah, rates. Yeah,
2: I don't trust gotcha. Right? I don't trust gotcha right? mobile games. I mean, I made a game that had a gotcha system, but I don't take <laughs> your money, so <laughs> I can manipulate the numbers as much as I you want. You are now the enemy but,
1: yeah, but that's the yeah, thing, exactly, manipulating right? numbers. But I'm not taking any
2: money. You see... That's what that's what I mean. You're taking people's money in your games on mobiles. Like, I don't trust that but, shit but, at all. But so
1: much of, like, compelling game design and getting players hooked is just, like, manipulating numbers in the right way. Like, I would love to do a deep dive into Civ Six. This game, I can't stop. it. Every single decision has, like, this... this simple arithmetic to it like I can take a calculator out and determine at what turn I want to do what move and it's so addictive because it's so good at manipulating those numbers it's so good at tossing its currencies around and and I wow. I, 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 I bet doing the math behind that involved a lot of player data and a lot of manipulating numbers
2: talking of reasons for playing video games <laughs> okay 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 Nick H, Nick H watched a jo- Joseph Anderson video uh, and came away makes, with a. Just, Joseph makes good videos.
1: With, with, with a declaration, yeah. well, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, we'll we'll, we'll get into the email. Um, Nick Nick H uh, says from from this video that people play games for six reasons and wants to know our thoughts on these reasons. Number one is for fun, example, portal. Number two is for challenge, example, Dark Souls. Number three is for art, example, Ori and the Blind Forest. Number four is for story, which would be New Vegas. And number five would be for progress, which is Stardew Valley. And number six is for PVP. Example given is Rocket League. Uh, Nick H's question is: Do you agree with this list? Are there any other reasons you would add to it? Which of these are your favorite slash least favorite reasons to play? And what are some of your favorite games in these categories?
2: Uh, I mean, this is obvious. Am I wrong? Like, I feel like these there's are a lot reasons of holes that you people...
1: can poke into this list.
2: I mean, yeah. yes, you have reasons, but what about like
1: uh, escapism? Right, that's my uh, big thing. I enjoy immersion. I think more than other qualities of video games. That's yeah. why I get into Assassin's Creed. I don't even like the gameplay. I don't. The story gets real stupid real fast in all of them. But it's immersive and fun and meaningful to to do virtual time travel. It's edutainment, and there's there's entertainment value in that that only games can pull out, and, and it's that particular way. Yeah, you could also say education and learning.
2: Games like Minecraft and stuff like mm, that yeah. that helps.
1: Civ and Total War like have that element to them. If you're like you and you
2: then read Wikipedia for, like, 17 hours later. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- there are some
0: people that do play specifically for PvP, though.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't and, get that. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they like, like junk
0: food. They like the Call of Duties. <laughs> they like the Assassin's Creed. But, for example... Yeah, that's junk food to me.
2: Yeah, but for example, like he puts for challenge in Dark Souls. I would say I don't play Dark Souls for a challenge. I play Dark Souls because the aesthetic of Dark Souls is like dark fantasy, which is fucking right up my alley. So I've yet to beat a Dark Souls. People play games.
0: I've only played Demon Souls yeah. and beat the hell out of Demon Souls, but I've never finished a Dark Souls. Am I missing out on something? Uh,
2: uh, I would say maybe stick with it. I, I would Bloodborne. recommend Bloodborne. just play Blip yeah. Bloodborne is play like Bloodborne. Tower
1: of Latria, the game for the whole game. It's the best levels of, of Demon Souls for the whole game. Mm,
2: mm. Oh, it's good. Bloodborne is is the just, best. Just, it just seems
0: like people are constantly just attacking you the whole time, just waiting for you to go around the corner and attack you. I feel like that's that's the game. <laughs> Am yeah. I wrong? Is that Bloodborne? Yeah, no, no dog, you're not that wrong. wrong. You, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want. Which, I don't want? Which I want one? To Play that. <laughs> it's like heart attack. The game. Oh no, my blood. Don't yeah. oh, know.
2: You know, I, I want
0: to. Yeah, s- isn't
1: it great? <laughs> oh <my God.
2: laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh man, I love Bloodborne's pace. Freaking see, Bloodborne's right up my alley. Dark Souls is uh, too slow. People like fucking raising their shields and walking around. People, nah. I just want to like fucking get up in people's faces and, and do shit. That's why Bloodborne's great.
1: I think I think what we're what we're discovering here is that oh no, it's subjective. Yeah. There are
2: six reasons to play games, but there are many more. There
1: are more than six reasons to play games. Ultimately,
2: my you the the number one reason you put down is my ultimate reason for playing games. A game to me has to be fun. Mm-hmm. I care, as you can probably imagine, why I like Nintendo's design philosophy so much is because fun is pretty much my number one reason for playing games. I want to have fun. I don't particularly care too much for escapism. Story can be good in video games, but I find that the duality of meshing those two is really difficult. So very often when you play games that have story and gameplay, one of them will be better than the other or both will be pretty poor. Um, I don't care too much about, like, progression of art or graphics in video games too much. And I don't play too many games for progress like Stardew Valley. And since I moved to Japan, I don't play multiplayer games at all. Um, so, yeah. For me, no fun is, like, the number one priority playing games. I look for, like, fun gameplay mechanics that have good gameplay loops that make me just want to keep playing that. And,
1: uh, yeah. And, and I think, like, a thing that perturbs me about this list is that number one, number two, and number five are very, very similar categories, almost to the point of redundancy. Like, how do you differentiate the fun versus the challenge? Like, isn't that, like, the fun is is overcoming a challenge no, no, it's it, an interesting...
2: I don't know, because it depends. Because some people don't derive fun from challenge. For example, some people do not derive any fun from getting their face pummeled in Bloodborne, like Matt. Nope. Or... Losing over and over again in like Mm. Mega Man for I'm
1: I'm a glutton for punishment like that. Like my whenever my girlfriend Hmm. watches me play games, she does not understand. Well I thought that conversation was
0: gonna go a different way.
1: Whenever my girlfriend No, no, we're past the Tengas. I like punishment, but whenever my (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no
1: no man i save scum i set things to the highest difficulty i use whips but my number one reason to play games i don't think is even on this list and that's wish fulfillment it's why george kept coming back to lose to me in soul Calibur. <laughs> actually yeah no uh, w- when i get into a fighting i'm bad at fighting games but i have the time of my life losing at them if i'm like learning the systems as i go but anyways sure doesn't sound like yeah but i uh well you've seen it happen anyways um wish fulfillment exactly where where (laughs) is immersion on this list where is wish fulfillment that's what i think i get my my biggest kicks of games from is when it does a really good job of reflecting the mechanics that a hero a a larger than life hero would have to deal with like like having to manually sling your webs as spider-man immersive game mechanics are what I look for, number one. Like, I want to feel like, I, like, like I'm there. That's why I'm such a VR slut. That's why I think my tastes differentiate yeah. a lot from like, I wish I people f- who are in, really into Japanese games. I'm, I'm more of a fan of, like, immersive Western Deus Ex-style immersive stuff.
2: Two things that have become really clear to me recently that I really, really enjoy is charm. A video game has to have charm for me to really enjoy it. Charm is like, yeah, Celeste. Celeste really... had
1: charm and it,
2: yeah, Celeste had
1: charm did not make me feel like a girl.
2: <laughs> and the other thing I like, I really like recently, is games that make me feel smart.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my
2: probably my favorite game of this year is Into the Breach because that game wasn't necessarily fun. It is fun and it's a challenge, but that game made me feel smarter than any game has ever made me feel, and. That's something I really enjoy recently as well. With games like Hitman, I imagine you feel the same. They are games that, oh, when yeah. something goes right in them, particularly very specifically correct, you feel so smart. And and uh, that's something I've been enjoying. The game a lot
1: has recently. a beautiful set of mechanics that beautifully gamify the the familiar troubles of trying to fit into a crowd you don't belong in. <laughs> and and that's it gets my mind going to really interesting places. That's what I want more than anything else is like my brain to just be ticking away through some really fun thought experiments. As I'm playing
2: games are good for many a reason, yeah. many a reason. Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm not, I'm not offended at the list so much as I just like feel like trying to define art is, is a lost cause. Our art, art's going to be unpredictable and undefinable by nature. Cause, cause art is us imagining new things. I feel like it's based on mood as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's Sometimes where I want to escape. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember a time where I was just feeling like garbage like years ago and I played Oblivion nonstop every day, every day. And after beating that, I was like, (laughs) I felt a little bit better. I was like, yeah, (laughs) I accomplished
1: this. That's why art is important. (laughs) People will literally go insane if they don't have recreation. Yeah. And uh, as as human history continues on, art continually breaks previous boundaries and previous expectations to the point where now it's common, acceptable, mainstream to just call every pop media culture thing that comes out a form of art, and and like trying to narrowly define things like this, I don't think results in in productivity and then products like walking simulators were, were something that previously people were like trying to disinclude from the video game canology and they're still around and they're fine and now have a fan base it's weird games fill shapes and sizes right? and
2: it's even more difficult with video games because they are so varied you know if you look at a game for example like hitman 2 it compares comp- nothing to something like um you know Guitar Hero, it, it's just, it, they cover so many different shapes. They're both
1: video games, but those are two very different video games for two very different humans. I, I, I like yeah. them both, but I am definitely more of a Hitman human than I am a Guitar Hero human. Never really got into Guitar Hero, but boy, people get into Guitar Hero.
2: <laughs> Indeed, and that's all they'll play. I
1: was a rock band guy. Definitely a rock band guy. Oh, we'll, Guitar we'll Hero 4, here. World Tour. That was my favorite. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for the questions, Nick H. and Christian J. We will be doing some, come to think of it, we'll be doing Dad Din the week after next week because we got the fun gimmick episode. God, George, we better deliver next week. I mean, oh, you, you know we will.
2: Even Matt doesn't know yet.
1: Oh, my God. I'm, I'll, I'll fill you in after. after. Anticipation. Tickling my
0: prostate. Oh yeah,
1: asking yeah. me like that idea is terrible. <laughs> but you know, you know Matt's favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> like and subscribe us on on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah,
0: and comment.
2: Oh, comment.
1: We never. Really... I can't wait for the
2: day that one of our tweets goes viral, so then we can go check out our SoundCloud, and it'll just be a link to the Dad and Dents I podcast. I know. I know.
0: Oh my gosh! The when did that become and a deal. thing? <laughs> Every time I see that, I always go down just to see what people would say. Well, Wow! This went viral. Well, you know, check out my homie, you know, rapper, you know, on the SoundClouds, <laughs> man. And like, no one clicks that junk. There's always like, yeah, like a, a point zero zero one. Percent of likes on it.
2: I would like to see what the click-through rate stats are.
1: Well, check out our SoundCloud